0: Welcome to In In It It Together, Together. I'm Jay,
1: and I'm Courtney, and this is our podcast where we discuss mental health and self-improvement from a couple's perspective.
0: Thanks for joining us again.
1: Yes, welcome back.
0: So we're here concluding our attachment style series. We're finally coming to the end of this, and I hope you guys enjoyed the series Uh, But this is going to be our our last one on this topic, basically, right?
1: Right. And this is the point where you want to get to. Like this is the attachment style that's like, all right, I've climbed up the mountain of attachment styles and this is ideally where I feel the most confident or this is this is where you want to get to because this is what makes that relationship really flourish.
0: Yeah. So this is what we're all should be working towards, right? Secure attachment style. And we're going to we're going to talk a little bit about what uh, secure attachment style means and also what it looks like between like two secure people or two, let's let let's be honest, we're always going to be looking to work towards that, right? Because if you're listening to us, it's most likely you find yourself in one of those other attachment styles, but we all want to work towards, you know, being secure.
1: And I just want to highlight that just because you're working towards a secure attachment style and when you become you know, in one, it doesn't mean that you're not going to have moments of insecurity. So like, that's okay. It's not always 100%. But the goal is to work towards it. So I think what we should do is just talk about a couple of the top signs that you can seek in someone who is secure. And these are signs that you should look for in yourself.
0: All right, let's get right into it, then. Uh, What will be the first sign that you're either going to towards secure or you're secure?
1: self-esteem okay so I'm not talking about cockiness I'm not talking about like yeah I got it going on I'm just talking about feeling good self-esteem feeling good about yourself working towards that seeing yourself in a more positive light not viewing yourself as some broken piece of you know junk on the side of the road so self-esteem is huge
0: I would definitely agree with that. And and a good point that you made, there is a difference between being cocky and being confident, right? Anyone can seem to be cocky and act cocky, right? Act that way. But that's really just a mask for your insecurity, right? Because a lot of people that act that way outwardly are really very insecure inwardly.
1: Thank you for making that distinction because somebody asked me that the other day in their life. They're like, oh, well, what's the difference between being cocky and confident? And I tried explaining that and they were like, no. And I think you just did a really great job just being like, look, it's just a just mask for insecurities.
0: Yeah, because that's what it is. And you see that a lot with, with males, unfortunately, right? And I'm, I'm sure females do that as well. Oh, but yeah. When you come off as cocky, then a lot of that, it has to do with that. Now, Not that you, know, you can't be confident and cocky at the same time, But there's something to be said, you know, there's quiet confidence, right? If things don't bother you and get under your skin, that's a sign of like confidence, real confidence. You know, it's it's understanding who you are and being okay with who you are. And that means your flaws and your and your strengths.
1: Right, exactly. And that means I liked how you said silent You know, confidence, because it's like you can look at yourself in the mirror and know you look good, but not have to go out and be like, hey, look how good I look. Look look how good this makes me look. And that's the difference is that you're looking for validation that like I look good. Right. So and now that we're saying this, I'm starting to see that my self-esteem really has improved now that I'm using those markers that you just mentioned. So yeah, as we were saying, self-esteem is a big one. And I think the second sign of a secure person or something that you want to see within yourself is that you're comfortable sharing your feelings with your partners and friends. You're not holding them in. You're not embarrassed or ashamed about how you feel about a situation, that you share it willingly. And you're confident about the fact that this is how I feel about X, Y, and Z. And you're not really concerned about how it's going to be received.
0: Yeah, and that goes right back to self-esteem, right? Because you have to have that level of, Uh, security in yourself to be able to share, you know, these issues or problems that you might face.
1: Exactly. And I think that that's really difficult, especially for people with trauma to feel confident enough in how they're feeling because they grew up most times, depending on the type of trauma, that how you feel doesn't matter what you feel about a certain situation or what you want to say about something does not matter. So you have this unhealthy paradigm that sits in your shadows that you just stay quiet, you just hold it in, you just don't talk about it. And that also really chips away at your self-esteem. So yes, I think they're both interrelated and I think those are two really great signs to look at within yourself and to work on because then you'll know that you're getting more secure in yourself. When you're more secure in yourself, you can be secure in your relationships. And this leads into the third sign that you want to seek for yourself and somebody else to make sure that there's secureness between the both of you. And it's seeking out social supports, asking for help when you need help and not feeling bad about the fact that you need help and not seeing help as a sign of weakness.
0: I think it comes down to fear. A lot of this has to do with insecurity is just base a basis for this fear that you have. Am I going to be accepted? Am I going to be liked? Is this going to change the dynamic of of a relationship I have? These are all based on fear. And once you let that go and and just explore it. You know, so you you're not going to know what's going to happen until you put yourself out there. Overcome. We're all fearful. We all have these deep insecurities inside us. But once you let it go and just say, you know what, I'm gonna put myself out there. I'm gonna do it. And, and then you see the reaction. You know, again, it could be positive or negative. The reaction that you get. But you're not going to know until you make that jump, make that leap. And that's the first step to, you know, working on being secure within yourself and secure within a relationship.
1: Exactly. So just to kind of recap, you know, the signs of a secure person, and these are just the top three, it's self-esteem, sharing feelings and reaching out for help when you need it. Those are three big ones. And so I think it's important now that we kind of go into like, what does the relationship look like between two secure individuals. And so I think we can start there. And I, th- I think we started the fact that when it comes to, let's look at it from a singular perspective, right? You have two people, they're in a relationship. This is how the secure person views themselves in that relationship. First and foremost, they find it easy to be emotionally close to their partner. They have no problem sharing their emotions. They don't feel that there's any judgment there. They feel really confident in themselves that they can share their emotions around whatever it is with their partner. And I think that that's, that's a big one because that's where you feel emotionally safe. And that's what builds trust and healthy levels of vulnerability in a relationship.
0: Now, what would happen when you have like one secure and one insecure or one person that's further along in the process than, than the other person?
1: Well, I mean, like in any of the other attachments that we've talked about, the more secure or the one that's less anxious or less dismissive, whatever it is, that person sometimes has to hold some space for the other person. That person sometimes has to say, hey, I can see that you're struggling right now. And you don't want to validate the insecurities because that's not helpful. But you want to say, I can see you're really struggling with this right now and you've been making a lot of improvement with that. So why don't we kind of take a step back here and see what happened, what was the trigger so that we can get you to a more secure place because I've seen that you've been working on this. We're going to fall behind every once in a while. You're not always going to be presenting with secure and positive, you know, affirmations in positive ways with certain things. You know, we're humans. We're going to have moments of insecurity. So if one person's is further along on the secure end, that person can kind of take a sidestep, hold some space for the other person and just ask some questions. Don't get upset with them. Don't yell at them. That doesn't help. But hey, what's going on for you right now? You were doing really great with feeling secure with yourself. What happened that threw you off? Let's kind of talk about that. Don't make it more about how they're responding to you or their attachment to you. Make it more about the fact that they're losing the security within themselves and what caused that. That's going to be much more helpful, and that's going to teach them the lesson that they need to learn so that they can feel better.
0: I think that's perfectly said. And and we've talked about this before. Sometimes in a relationship, there's, uh, it's not always 50-50. It's not ever going to be that all the time. So there is going to be times where one partner is pulling more of the load and the other partner is kind of lagging behind a little bit and then the roles will switch from time to time so and that's perfectly okay and that's perfectly fine that's why you're in a relationship and you want to and that's what having you know two people working towards a secure relationship that's what it looks like right that's what it's it's a little bit of the push and pull and it's always going to be you know uneven for the most part where people are but it all averages out in the end.
1: You know, some I'm I really like analogies and visuals. It really helps me learn. And so when I was kind of putting together this whole podcast, I started to think about myself like as a car, you know, ideally, you guys want to ride in the front seat together, you know, one's reading the map and one's steering the car and you guys are there together. Sometimes though, one's taking a nap in the back seat. Sometimes the car breaks down really bad. And someone's having to steer and someone's having to push that car. As long as you take breaks and you take you know, turns, taking the nap in the backseat and pushing the car and steering it, then, I mean, that's all that matters. But for me, that analogies really helped me just picture what it is that we're talking about. So hopefully that helps somebody because it helped me.
0: No, it was a really good analogy. You are the queen of analogies. But yeah, I think that was a really good one because sometimes, you know, you have to drive and sometimes you got to be the one that's sitting in the back taking a nap, you know.
1: And sometimes, sometimes you've literally... You fell out of the car. You're two miles back, and you're hitchhiking. <laughs> that's when things are really
0: bad. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, sometimes you've pushed me out of the car. So.
1: So going into the next um, thing that I wanted to talk about is you, the, the person that's well, we're we're looking again from an, uh, a singular perspective here, but the secure person when they're viewing themselves in the dynamic of a relationship, they always tell their partner when and why they are upset. They don't hold it in. They don't allow it to explode. They don't project their insecurities. They don't, none of that. They're just saying, look, this has me upset right now. Right in this moment, I feel upset because of this and what have you. And then they kind of go into it. That builds trust because that other person is like, oh, wow, right in this moment, we're dealing with this. We're talking about this. This is great. Not three hours. And then all of a sudden your partner comes out and says, hey, when you did that, that pissed me off. Because then it blows that person's head off that they're like, But wait a minute. And then they start fixating on what happened with that three hour time. So when something happens, address it when it happens. Don't let it build up. Just, hey, this is this and that's that. And it may seem like there's a lot more aggravations because you feel like you're having to do it more often. But that's really not the case. It's just that you're not going to be as explosive or as upset and the other person's going to be more receptive because they can respect the fact that you're addressing it in the moment.
0: And that's always easier said than done because once emotions start getting involved then you know you're having either to take space or or move away from the aggravation. So there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts in this. But again, this is what we're working towards. So you you start to do it and then it starts to get easier. And that's the point, right? It's not about you know, all right, we're gonna flip the switch and go from one relationship style to secure it's it's a it's a building process you know you got to build momentum towards this stuff so it's okay if you if you are secure that's great if you're not this is a way to work towards that
1: exactly so this kind of leads me into the next one into the next one it was you feel good enough for your partner and you trust your partner like i feel good enough like i'm you know you're not walking around being i'm not worthy of this person you know, been there, done that. No, you walk around and you're like, I'm, you know, I'm good for my partner. I feel, you know, good enough. And uh, this is great. And this is what I'm working towards. And you also at the same time, you trust your partner and they feel like they're good enough for you. That's really, really important that you you're in a dynamic of a relationship where you feel like you can match up and that you feel worthy and valued. But that doesn't come from your partner making you feel worthy and valued. That comes from you knowing my value. You know, and at some point you might have to be like, is this even worth my value? Like, you know, and it's okay to assess that. But if you know your value and you're vibing your value, then your partner will respect the value that you vibe. And at the same time, that's where the secureness comes in, because your partner is not seeing you as being cocky or demanding, but they're seeing you as a valued person. And because they care about you, they will match your value.
0: Yeah, that was excellently said. I, I couldn't add anything else t- to that. I think you're absolutely 100% right. We've talked about this before with self-validation, right? You have to be able to self-validate yourself, understand who you are, what you bring to the table. That's where true security comes from.
1: Yep. Which, again, it makes a lot of sense. And this this next one is gonna may, is, is going to turn some heads. But You need to have, and you do have, if if you're a secure person, interest in activities outside of the relationship and... Here comes the next part. You want your partner to have interest in activities outside of the relationship. You guys should have hobbies. It's fantastic if your hobbies coincide with one another and you guys share things because you need to share values. But you should also have things that are just for you, things that you enjoy, that fulfill your little soul and light little fires under you. It's really important that you maintain your individuality when you're in a relationship so that you don't become enmeshed and feel like you're one person because you're not. You're two people looking for the other person to compliment not complete and I think that this is a big part of being secure in a relationship like you know in the beginning that didn't look like it for me I, I really didn't know what I liked or my likes my dislikes and so it was whatever you liked and stuff like that but now I find the time that I'm perfectly fine reading my psychology articles or doing little things on my own or doing my nails or doing things that don't involve things that you may like and I'm okay with that
0: Yeah, I think that's a lot easier for the dismissive person to have their own interests and their own likes. And then for someone with your attachment style, it was a lot more difficult. And I I remember like you having to you you always trying to match like what I was doing, you know, and it was like if I was doing something or learning about something, you felt like you know, for whatever reason, you felt a little left behind and you wanted to kind of catch up to what I was doing. And it wasn't about that. It was just like, OK, I, these are my interests and this is what I bring to the table. I want you to have your interests And then, you know, bring bring something to the table that I wasn't aware of and that I don't know. And that's what we have now. Like, yeah, I'm more I'm
1: less on the anxious end and I'm much more on the secure end. I still have anxious tendencies because that's just my personality. It's not as much as trauma related right now because I've worked through those triggers. But I think I'm more secure in that. And I, I actually like, I, I'm a bookworm. You know me, I love reading. I can read books like all day, every day in a hammock, give me some lemonade and I'm good. And that, that's what I enjoy doing. And you, it's not that you don't like books, but you don't really, that you'd, you'd rather do your other little things that you do. But we can still, hey, I, I was reading this or I can come to you. You can show me something that you're doing. And I think it makes the relationship more interesting because there's different things that we like and we can have different conversations instead of having the same conversation about the same thing.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. We have different interests, you know. We really, you know, we, it's not that I don't read. I, I read a lot. I just don't read the same things that you read. So it's just like or
1: the same methods. Exactly. You know, you're always reading articles and you know searching out things like that. And I'm I'm more in, into like the books and stuff. It's, yeah, it's you're different. you're more
0: paper like driven, and the more I'm more electronic like I'm reading. And it's because
1: I like things. the way the books smell and the papers and the sounds. It adds like this ASMR to my reading. I really like it. Plus, because I am a visual learner, I feel accomplished when my bookmark moves. So I like to see that I'm making progress in something and I'm being consistent with something. So that's for a whole other podcast, which I think would be an interesting one. Like what are some things that help people with certain personalities feel good, like accomplished visuals and stuff?
0: yeah that would make a great podcast, I think because we have this, we have very different ways that we ingest information, so I think it would be interesting to talk about that. but let's get back to secure and being secure and yeah. working towards secure
1: so here 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 comes the the next one, and there's only one I think there's only one more after this, but valuing opinions like I value my own opinion. <laughs> In this relationship, but I also value yours. You value mine and you value your own. Now, opinions don't equate to facts. Everybody can have an opinion. We all know that saying. I'm not good at sayings. I'm good at analogies. Okay, people. But there is a saying that, you know. So the next one that I wanted to talk about is opinions. Okay, so you need to be able to respect your significant other's opinion. You know, you you respect your own opinion, you value it. But at the end of the day, you understand that opinion does not equate to fact. And although you have to respect it, you don't have to accept it. Like, OK, you know, that's it. That's your opinion on that. And that's fine. And we can agree to disagree but you still have respect for it. You don't shoot it down. You don't make them feel bad for their opinion or whatever. It's it's their thoughts. It's their processes. It's their emotions. So you have respect for it. And at the end of the day, you don't necessarily have to accept it. But it just shows a level of trust within the relationship that you can express that. So that's like one of the last ones that I could think of when I was coming up with this, that this would be another aspect to add to the secure dynamic relationship.
0: Yeah, and that's what difficult for, for me, right because opinions <laughs> opinions are based in facts. so opinions are, 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 are something that were very tough for me to accept right because it was it was okay that's that's just an opinion it's not based in fact and and that was a, a tough thing for me to work through. That was one of the things that I needed to work through in our relationship right Being able to allow you to voice your opinion. And receive your opinion without, you know, saying, hey, you know, well, you know, that's not I- exactly the case because it's it's, I'm uber logical and I had to work through that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so I think it's really important, you know, just to kind of recap and go through them, you know, feeling emotionally close to your partner, showing your feelings, saying when and why you're upset, feeling good enough that you're good enough for your partner and that they're good enough for you having different interests and activities, and trust. I think trust is a big one. And also the opinions. I think that that was a huge one to kind of all bring it in. And those are the signs and those are the things that you can look for and strive for in a relationship. And then also understand that it's not always going to be that way. Like you can have some insecurities on some days or I'm not to be as secure one day to the next. That doesn't mean that, oh my God, I'm back again at this attachment of anxiousness and I'm, oh my God. No, you're still working towards being secure and you're still more secure in this moment than you were a year ago two years ago so it's okay and just understand that that's part of the journey
0: and understand that it has a lot to do with your personality too some people are just personality wise are a lot more secure than others so it's it's understanding what you're working towards because that's a relationship style that you should strive for but understand that again we're all we all have different personalities and we bring different things to the table and those are okay and being confident in yourself, even when you're insecure about something, just understanding your personality and, and, and what you bring to the table works you towards that. So I think this is a good place to take a quick pause here for a quick message. And then when we get back, we'll talk a little bit more about, you know, moving towards that secure and what things we need to look at to continue to move towards security if we're not there. So stay with us. We'll be right back.
1: We always hear how much the podcast has positively impacted all of you. So now, here's an opportunity to help us continue making content, and we've made it simple by partnering with Patreon. You can find the link in the episode description. For your subscription, we've added additional bonus incentives, which include a newsletter, access to the In It Together Patreon group, and special access to upcoming private episodes with Jay. For our top subscribers, you'll even get monthly access to Jay and I via Zoom. We're grateful for your support. And don't forget to keep sharing the podcast with everyone you know. Together, we can help grow the In It Together family. Now back to the podcast.
0: So we've been talking about secure relationships or are working towards secure. Let's talk a little bit more about, you know, how we work towards secure if we're at, uh, again, either the dismissive or the anxious. How do we get closer to secure?
1: All right. So there are four subcategories and I'm just, I'll briefly go through them so that you can write them down, and then we'll discuss them. So there's being open, which means that you're an open person. You're open to what's coming your way. Communicate openly on both ends. Setting boundaries, emotional boundaries on both ends, as well as learning to accept rejection. So those are the top four. So I think we start with the most challenging one, which is the accepting rejection. So accepting rejection does not mean that you're being rejected. Okay, maybe an idea that you've presented or you've talked about something you've brought to the table, something you want to do or what have you. And your significant other is like, "Mm, I don't like that. They're not saying, I don't like you. They're not rejecting you. They're just not sold entirely on the idea. And I'm just giving you a a little bit of an example here because sometimes that can feel like rejection. So learning to accept rejection is really, really important in a secure relationship because it does not mean that you are being rejected. It means whatever you are talking about or suggesting just wasn't accepted as the final answer. So then the next one is being open. So this means that you're open to potential rejection, and you're open to the thoughts and ideas of your partner. Being open means you can't have a closed mind. Closed mind is what gets us stuck. And typically when we have a closed mind, it's because there's fear or there's some subconscious paradigm that's hiding in your shadows that makes you think that whatever that person's talking about isn't true. So being open means you need to clear your own beliefs and opinions and get them off the table. You know, you don't want to come to a conversation already with your mind made up. You don't want to come to a conversation with your opinion already. You can have them, but they shouldn't lead. So learning to be open means learning to sit quietly, learning to listen to your partner and receive whatever it is that they are saying to you. And then your partner will be able to give you the time necessary to process that. It's really important because part of human nature is is we want to be right. We want to feel important. We want our thoughts and opinions and views to be valued, but that does not mean that we must lead with them. We have to learn to be open to accept as well. The next one is setting boundaries. So boundaries are so important. And let me just say this, that a boundary without a consequence is garbage. So for example, let's hypothetically say being yelled at, you don't like being yelled at. You don't like being screamed at. Maybe it's part of your trauma, whatever. So you can say something to your significant other that looks like this. I do not like to be yelled at. If you continue to yell at me, I am not going to hear your message and I'm not going to feel emotionally safe. So I'm going to have to walk away until I can feel that. You're telling your partner, if you do this, then this is what I'm going to have to do. And then your partner has a choice. I'm going to continue to yell at them or I'm going to take a step back. Regain my composure, go do something for myself, and come back to the table when we can have this conversation when it's going to be productive. So, as you can see, emotional boundaries are really important. You just have to say to your partner, if this, then that. If this happens, or if you say this, or if you do that, then this is how I'm going to have to respond to it, or this is what I'm going to have to do so that I feel safe. Emotional boundaries teach people how you want to be treated. And when we don't have emotional boundaries, People are gonna just treat us the way that they think they need to treat us in that moment. And sometimes that may not be conducive to a healthy conversation. So, emotional boundaries is the third thing that you're gonna wanna make sure that you're consistent with to help you make sure you're getting towards more secure within your relationship. And then the last one is communicating openly. So, this means that, okay, something's bothering me, something's on my mind. You're not thinking about, okay, I can't really talk about this because if I don't say this, then my partner's not going to understand and then they're going to be mad at me. It does not matter. They want to be mad. They have to deal with their anger on their own. They want to be sad or insecure. They have to deal with that on their own. You need to be able to communicate openly. This is the situation. This is how I saw things happening. This is how I felt about it. And this is logically where I feel we need to go. That's how you have that conversation. Then it's up to your partner to say, okay, that's how you saw it. This is how I saw it unfold. This is how I felt about it. And this is where I want it to go. The goal is not really to focus so much on the feelings, even though they're very important and you should be able to express it. And if there's anything that happened between you both, acknowledge it. The goal is to say, are we... At the last step, where we're trying to get to the same spot. As long as you're trying to get to the same spot, that kind of ties in everything else. And you can see that you guys both have the same goal in mind. You are just trying to get there differently. And it just may not have been healthy, conducive, you know, whatever it is productive and so just being able to communicate openly with your partner is going to be huge because then you build more secureness in the relationship you feel that you can be vulnerable you feel heard you feel seen and together those four topics that I mentioned really help continue to facilitate facilitate what we talked about before the break which was working towards a more secure relationship
0: yeah, I definitely agree cuz the theme here is just communication is being able to openly communicate with your partner and that's what secure this secure attachment style really is. The ability to communicate freely without the feeling of there being judgment or the feeling that you're not being heard. So I think that's that's the basis for all for the secure attachment style is is that just feeling that you're able and open to just discuss what needs to be discussed and understand and and feel that your partner is going to reciprocate that.
1: Absolutely. So yes, big theme here, communication. Second big theme is being confident in what you need to say. And then the third big theme is, is not being so concerned with what your partner is going to respond with. And that shows that you're secure, and solid in what you believe and you're also open to what they have to say. So I think that that really kind of goes over in a nutshell what the secure person looks like and how the secure people function within the dynamics of that attachment style relationship.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's that's it, right? That's what we want to work towards. We want to be in that type of relationship and like as, as you were saying all these points, I can see where someone that's anxious or even dismissive, right, can look at that and say, do I really want that? Is that really, you know, what that's going to look like, right? But the more you do it, the more you practice it, right, the more you both feel secure in the relationship, the happier you're going to be and the more fulfilled you're going to be in the relationship because you truly have a partner to lean on and. And you'll start to, to, to see the, it flourish, right? Um, as we've seen it flourish with our, within ourselves, right? We, we both have these different attachment styles and we've both been working towards the secure attachment style. And we can see the difference. We can see how we communicate a lot more effectively. We're happier within ourselves and with each other.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I agree with that. And I think that the goal here is: you know, we're not striving for perfection. We're not striving to be perfect people that communicate perfectly all the time. And we're so open and willing and not defensive and non-judgmental. Those are human characteristics and behaviors that we all manifest with at one point in time. So the goal is just to work towards getting away from it and when it does happen, learning from it. This is not, there is no such thing as a perfect relationship and we don't want you to think that the secure is the perfect relationship, but it, it is a much healthier one where you can feel healthier within yourself, healthier within your partner, and it really helps you to see if that partner's you know, a good match for you. And I think that that's what's most important is sometimes we stay within our old attachment styles and we find ourselves after toxic, after toxic relationships. And we, att- you know, attract the same people. When you can get into a secure relationship and you can see the dynamics of that, you really then have insight on what got you into those situations before. So although it may seem like it's a lot more work to have to do these things, sometimes, and, and after a good period of time of practicing these things, it just comes naturally and it doesn't feel any more complicated or stressful than it did prior to. And that's just my opinion.
0: No, you're right. And we, we kind of fail at that sometimes too. We still tend to go back to our old attachment styles from time to time. But again, it's not about being perfect, like you said. It's about working towards being better. And that's what self-improvement is it within yourself and within a relationship. So we'll end it here. Thanks for joining us again. Hope you guys got something out of this one and stay tuned for our next podcast and our next series so till next time guys
1: so guys if you aren't following me already you can find me on tiktok at ask.courtney on instagram at askcourtney underscore and on youtube at askcourtney and if you'd like to be a guest on a future podcast you can reach us at podcast with an s at epiphanymedia.com
0: we'd love to hear your stories guys so make sure to reach out And as always, we're all in this together, so stay safe.
1: Remember, there's no shame in asking for help.
0: Till next time.